All right, time to start the podcast. Hopefully it's um, not too low, but not too loud. Um, I would really like for you guys to hear this song. The song is fire. Um, the song is called In Time by Young Savoy, featuring Ace Bizzle, a.k.a. Godfather. Um, this song in particular is a hit to me. This is going to be something I'm going to be listening to all 2019. Um, this is some great piece of musical technology. The standout line for me is, um, I'm impatient because I'm trying to make our lives better. And that, it hits different, you know? Because um, I've been accused of being a habitual overthinker and Brian, why are you doing all this? You know, while people are like on another type. I'm just, I've always ran to the beat of my own drum, you know? So this song definitely gives me that vibe. For those who are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to have... Um, image put up on the video and for a lot of the topics that I'm going to be talking about today so you can find In Time on Spotify SoundCloud and next week on iTunes so enjoy that another announcement I would like to make is Godfather is throwing the second installment of his very great live show showcase and just overall chill thing. It's a late one, so for y'all who have curfew, I'm sorry. Um, it's called Cyberloft 2. I'll talk a little bit more about it in a few. Um, it's Mercury Lounge. That's in 217 East Houston Street, April 6th. If you guys give your money in advance, it's $10. It's $15 at the door. So make sure, like, you're there on time, you know? Alright, so... Um, damn, it's such a good fucking song. It, I had to record this podcast a couple times because I couldn't talk over the damn song. Because this particular song, I want to listen to whenever I hear it. So, so yeah, like I said, Cyberloft, Mercury Lounge, 217 East Houston Street, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. It's not for the ones with curfew. Um, April 6th. I don't know what day that lands on. I'm terrible at this. So it is what it is. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to get Ace to go ahead and do a podcast with me to promote it in terms of uh, just explaining what Cyberloft means to him. But I think it's a, just a really dope um, it has dope significance, you know, Cyberloft, from my understanding, it's a place where people from the internet can meet up and, and, and meet up, you know, it's very important that what we do is not only just on the internet, you know, I know we spend more and more, our t more and more of our time there, actually, we were pretty much raised on it, you know, we spent hours on AIM, I remember having like these Nokia phones, and you know, when you had to dial like five, three times to get a letter, the letter of your choosing. And if you wanted to have good grammar, forget about it. So, um, yeah, I think that Cyberloft is just a brilliant idea and we need to continue to do these things because the whole link up in real life is so important, you know, for what we're trying to do. You're able to find high quality people that you vibe with online. Why are we not meeting up with each other 
in person. The way that me and Ace got close, I just pulled up to one of his house parties because he sent out the message. He personally invited me. I never met him. Um, and what's really wild is I go, I when I went up to his porch and knocked on the door, motherfucker, he was the first person to call me Kale Dad. For, like, I was very taken aback by it. He was like, yo, Kale Dad. I was like, me? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, Cyberloft. In time, Young Savoy. That's what is sponsoring this podcast today. I'm just going, you know, even though if y'all are not paying me to do it, I'm going to call y'all the sponsors. Because um, Cyberloft is planning what I'm about to do soon because it's, it's lit. And in time is already paying its worth by just being a cold ass tune. So it is what it is. So welcome to this installment of Strange Lunch. I'm reporting live from the blooming, buzzing confusion. That's what they like to call, that's what William James likes to call reality. The blooming, buzzing confusion. And um, I guess the idea behind that is that reality is so big that you can't perceive all of it at once. And when, from the moment we're born, we're like trying to figure out how to filter out that static. Just a little philosophy there on the, the right, the person who came up with the term was William James. I thought that was pretty dope. So on this episode, I haven't done a podcast in a minute, so, I just decided to just get one in. Um, I have just a few talking points. Um, a couple things happened um, this week. Um, the reason why I haven't really come out with new episodes as of late is because I, as most of you know on Instagram, if you follow my Instagram, I've been following the program of The Artist Way. Ting! So... The Artist Way is written by Julia Cameron. It's uh, the, the subtitle here is A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. So, you know, it was really hard for me to make a podcast last week because it was week one of The Artist Way and it's restoring a sense of security. And for this particular chapter, this particular week, I found it really difficult to be creative in terms of putting content out or anything so like it even hurt to put out my latest single kids eat dirt out because i'm very highly critical so um yeah to restore your sense of security you're kind of opening up the back cave of your demons and your champions so it was kind of a heavy week for me i had a lot of wounds open and I was working out a lot of, I mean, that's been all of February for me. There's been a lot of like open spiritual flesh, if you would have it. So I, I, like I, I was actually going through a lot of pain in February, trying to reorganize my life to fit the needs and the goals of right now. You know, like I said, I don't know if I said this in this version of my recording, because I recorded this a couple times. Um... But I feel like this is my time. I have a lot of opportunities in front of me. I built, I've laid the foundation and the groundwork where I feel like now it's time to just create. And this is all I've ever wanted, you know? 
so I gotta just stick to it. So, um, luckily, the artist way I feel is a promising program that I'm undertaking. That if I wasn't gonna be consistent before getting this book, I'm definitely gonna be consistent right after. So, I I, I definitely channeled the angst of February into March with the artist way. So, um. Yeah, so week one, champions, demons. I was demon slaying. Um, this week that I'm going into is a sense of identity. And I'm not sure what I want to say about this. Uh, um, I guess in the sense of identity, what I like about this book is that each chapter only really outlines like four main concepts that you need for for each week and for sense of identity it's it's the the toxic playmate and the crazy makers so toxic playmates are people who are creatively blocked who want to stay creatively blocked and anytime you're around them they will make sure to block you because your shine will always um make them uncomfortable you know because they they're in love with the drama of of um not of of being an, a struggling artist you know and us who are trying to get free don't need that kind of energy around us you know and maybe one day they'll be unblocked and be pleasant to be around but you need to be very aware of those people because those people will keep you from your work um also the crazy makers those people are just chaos that you inflict on yourself so it's like the people that you stick around that are chaotic in their life because you tending to their every needy needs and allowing them to interrupt you you like you don't like it but you secretly like it because it keeps you from you keeps you blocked you know keeps you away from the pain of exposing yourself creatively which it is an exposition anytime that you decide to put things out, man. Like, look at this podcast. I have to jump into this. I have to talk. I have to expose myself and my ideas to y'all every time. And I do it with minimal preparation. Like, I, today I wrote a couple things down because I needed to promote my friends' things. But, you know, I'm out here naked and afraid. <laughs> All right. So that's the artist way. I found it really difficult to to record but now that i'm in the sense of identity phase and you know i had to battle a couple demons but i feel i felt like i kind of got through that pretty quick because at the point that i'm in my life right now i've i've already faced a lot of these um i just needed to open them up to give um a couple new perspectives and i'm very grateful that i did it so hopefully we won't see more creativity um coming soon uh, more podcast, more music, more life. Um, another thing I would like to talk about is um, deviant behavior and social control. That's going to be a segment in my in my um, podcast because that's the major that I graduated John Jay College from, um, and it's one of my biggest fascinations. It, I, it's really strange. But it's always been what I've been interested in. And what's strange about it is that the major itself was an experimental major. I don't even know if they have it or if it's the same name 
of the same name right now. It was an anthropology department um, major. And I did it because my deviant ass mind was thinking about that. It just sounded like a really good major, man. Think about it. You, you It's a major dedicated to helping you understanding social controls and deviant behavior. How, and it, that's the most spiritual sounding... Um, I mean, everything is spiritual, but like, you know, social control, freedom, deviant behavior, um, the human condition. You just think about all those things a lot more. You know, you, you read sociology, psychology, anthropology on all these things, you know. And I wrestle with these questions a lot still. Um, I freaking read books about media. I read... I, um, so, yeah, so... Just so, and this segment, now let me just anchor it down because since, since I've already established we're going to be talking about it a lot, I don't have to go and freestyle this. I want to talk about my movie review for 1984. I saw 1984 on Amazon Prime the other day, and wow, the tone of the movie is a little hard to get into because you need to be in a mood to watch something that the tone is so destitute. And it has to be destitute. The The movie has to reflect the poverty, the the oppression, the boredom, the, the constant humming, buzzing mm, of this tyranny of force that this this movie is. And um, what interested me what interested me in watching this movie is um, I, I collected the spark notes in college. And for those who are in college, this was one of my little favorite hacks to get more out of college. If you have extra money while you're buying your textbooks, like if you could save your money buying textbooks online and everything, go to your school bookstore where they're selling the books and go see what other classes are reading. I, and, um, and also just look what else the, the, the college bookstore has to offer. Think about it. This is where people go and learn about life. Um, originally, school was not designed as a job training program. What school was, according to Douglas Rushkoff from the Team Human podcast, school was more seen at one point as a gift to the working class so that maybe they can learn to read and enrich their lives and maybe the next generation won't have to be workers you know or whatever the case may be but the fact that you can read and entertain yourself and think um school was somewhat of a gift you know for the time that you had off from work um, now it's become a job training program and that's a whole co a bigger conversation that I'm not willing to have because right now Because we only have 20 minutes. I only do 20 minute podcasts um, Maybe it'll extend to 25 who knows I had to keep this limit because Uploading it is very it's uh, a difficult task, you know The quality of my work improves every single time I do it 
but it's because I do everything myself. Most of the time when I make music, I make the beats and write the rhymes and record and mix. Every once in a while, somebody gives me a beat and I get to record on that. Um, I film these, I strip these, I upload everything, you know. I outline everything I'm going to do for the most part. So, and this is because it's my perspective that I don't want to pay anybody to do anything unless I know how to do it myself first, you know? I, I don't I don't want anyone to have that kind of leverage over me, you know? Like, I don't want, I don't care for your beats, sir. I don't care for your beats. I can make them myself, you know? I'm not going to be one of those fools that pay $200 for beats that you don't even get to own the whole thing for. Not I. I'd rather just be creative, you know? Appreciate me and my full creativeness. I'm going to bring new things into the world, whether you like it, however you like it. So, all right, back to 1984. So, the movie's tone is low. Like, it's just destitute. It's oppressive. Um, a thing that stood out to me is that the dude, the main character, Wilson, writes in his notebook to free himself. And I related with that because of the artist way. Because that's what I feel like I'm doing when I'm writing in my journal. I'm liberating myself. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on paper and being able to look at my writing objective. I don't read them. Yet, but just put the act of putting them on paper, externalizing my thoughts onto a notebook allows me to reflect way better on those thoughts. And you have to admit that a lot of your thoughts are not your own. They're, they come from external pressures, you know, and that's exactly what 1984 is all about. You know, they have a whole dictionary of of what they call newspeak, which was designed to control people's conversations because you, you limit a person's vocabulary and you limit the types of thoughts that they can have. Just like I said in the beginning of this episode, the eyes can't see what the mind cannot comprehend. So I don't want to give too much away from the movie. You guys should definitely watch 1984. Um... I guess I want to wrap this up, this this uh, deviant behavior, social control episode part of the episode with, you know, we need to, if you really, really, really care about how we set the world around us up, we have to start to study these things, study force, study independence, you know, collectivism, individualism, you know, um, it's a lot of work. It's it gets it gets really deep, and you know we we can't operate just on feelings, like just because it sounds good, you know. A lot of the times, what we get is marketed to us through emotions, and the way that people propose ideas is through tapping into your emotions, never really towards your reason. Um, I like to read books about social control, um, social organization. I have, and this brings me to this book right here, which I, I guess I'm going to leave us with. I'm not going to talk too long about it, but it's called Adolis Huxley's Island. So this is, stems from Adolis Huxley's um, major novel called The Brave New World, which is another book about social control. If 1984 is about force, 
controlling a society through force. A Brave New World is about controlling a society through pleasure. And Island is um, Adolis Huxley's Im imaginative third reality. Because in, in Island, he depicts two realities. The people within the society who subscribe to the pleasure hierarchy... Um, and the people who have rejected that society who are out in the wilderness and, you know, animal rules, um, um, fight equals, uh, might equals right is out there as well. So, um, he developed a temporary island on island, the book, that an, a, a utopia exists. And what's really wonderful about that is that it drops jewels on what he thinks are ways that we can add certain qualities to the way that we live to improve it, you know? And you can't, a utopia literally means a world that we cannot live in, you know? Like a world that doesn't exist, it's a dream. Just like a dystopia, it's like the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. We need those two things. So in this basic scenario, you get all types of tools from psychedelics to meditation to um, not just nuclear families, but kind of like this network of family, um, your ability to change jobs wherever, you know, um, a deep understanding of the human experience. Yeah, I, time's up. This is the end of Strange Lunch. Thank you for spending it with me, and I will catch y'all next round.